Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Seven minutes after 11 South African time. It's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, uh, my beloved uh, engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop, who will be with me from now till 12 I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asman and Hafiz, Yusuf Asman and Company. And I want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Yes, my beloved listeners, we do apologize for this morning for not having our Asafina to Ilal Jannah. There were a few uh, glitches, but Alhamdulillah, we are back and we are live, my beloved listeners of uh, Markaz Sahaba. It is the 1st of Shaban, 1444, uh, corresponding to the 22nd of Feb, 2023. Uh, our beloved Fadila to he is currently now in uh, uh, Peter Marisburg. Okay, he says Mpangeni. That's what Haji Suleiman Esop says. Let's welcome our beloved Fadila to Ustad. Ustad, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Currently, we are here in the Richards Bay. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And we thank all the trustees and the imams, Mona Ridwan Mansur. Mona Yasin Tal Muhammad and our brothers where I'm staying, Muhammad Lachka and the chairman, mashallah, brother Ibrahim Johan. Allah Jalla Allah reward them and reward their families and to all the listeners, yes, as Mona Arafat mentioned, we do apologize. There were some technical issues beyond our control for this morning. We couldn't have the program, but we hear sometime in life with us like something. And sometimes you dislike something, but in the long term it is better for you. And next announcement today is the first of Shaban, and we should all be reading the month, the new, the month for the new month, the, the dua, inshallah, for the new moon and the new month. Allahu Akbar, Hilalu Khairin, Warushdin. Oh, Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, that make this month of Shaban a month of khair and goodness for us and the Ummah, Warushdin, and a month of righteousness. Inshallah, this afternoon we will proceed from here, Riches Bay to Impangeni, and Inshallah, Laziz, the program will be between 7 and 8 tonight, Inshallah, from the Impangeni Masjid, where Mufti Arshad Rawat is. Allah Jalla Wala reward him. My brother Ahmad Jusab is there as well. Allah Jalla Wala reward him and his family as well. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, there's a listener wants to know, Ustaz, can I travel with my father-in-law? Uh, what my, including what my two sisters? One is 20 years and the other is 15 years old, Ustaz. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When one studies the noble Quran, chapter 4, verse number 23, you find that Almighty Allah states, Wa ummahatun nisa'ikum. Your wife's mother. So I'm married. I have a wife, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, and her mother, 
So meaning what we say, mother-in-law. So the son-in-law will be the mahram, remember, for the mother-in-law. Then in Surah 24, verse 31, so all Allah speaks about the women and says, Aba'ihinna aw aba'ibu'ulatihinna that you can expose your beauty little bit in front of your father, biological father, and in front of your husband's father. So what we call father-in-law. So your father-in-law for the daughter-in-law, 100% is a mahram. So till date there is no issue. Mm. But your question is not only that. You going with your father-in-law on a trip, so from Durban to Johannesburg, Cape Town, mm-hmm. all that permissible. But you speaking about your sisters are also with you. So your sisters are strangers to your father-in-law, and he's not a mahram for them. So therefore, for them, your sisters, to travel with your father-in-law, absolutely haram and not permissible. <laughs> Similarly, the daughter-in-law can travel with the father-in-law mm. even if they're alone. But remember, if there's fear of any hanky-panky business, sometimes today we hear some funny and crazy, strange stories. So then in that case also, it would not be permissible. <laughs> Somebody wants to know, start that uh, uh, I had a miscarriage. Uh, what do we do now with the baby? What's the masla, Ustad? The masla is as follows. We must remember that this morning I answered somebody as well. So when you have a miscarriage, my sister, my daughter, so let's say it's six months, seven months, eight months, then definitely you must remember the limbs are formed and so forth. And thereafter, whatever came out, you must go and bury it. You don't give it to the hospital and so forth. They incinerate it, burn it, all that is haram and not permissible. So you must demand and say you want everything. And you tell your husband he must go and put in a plastic, whatever you, and bury it. Second one for yourself, it will be nifas, the postnatal bleeding. Regarding the postnatal, remember the maximum amount of days are 40 days, according to Hanafis and Hanbali scholars and jurists, and according to the Shafi'is, Malikis, it's 60 days. And rem- But it doesn't mean you must wait 40 days, 60 days. After 20, 21, 27, 28, 29 days, you stop bleeding 100%, and you sure now there's no more bleeding, take your first gusel, your compulsory mandatory bath, and thereafter you resume and continue your salat, your tilawat of Quran, all that you will do. The next issue here is, if it was in the initial stages, one month, one and a half month, and so forth, so you will know whether the lumps are formed or not. If the lumps are not formed, and then you are bleeding for three days and more, so then that will be considered as menses. So that is how you will understand the issue regarding when you have a miscarriage. But never lose hope. Always remember what Allah Ta'ala does. Al-Khayru Ma'waqa'a. The best is what Allah Ta'ala does. That same fetus tomorrow on the day of justice will intercede for the beloved parents. In the hadith, the word siqtun is used. Seen, qaf, and a toy. So remember that that siqt, that fetus, now Allah will give him or her the power to speak. They will say, Allah, I'm not going Jannah. Allah knows everything. Allah's knowledge, all embracing, all encompassing. Why are you not going Jannah? He says, what I'm going to do in Jannah? My parents are not with me. So Allah, Jalla Wallah, says, go and fetch your parents, even if they're in Jahannam and Hellfire, and take them out and bring them into Jannah with you. So it becomes a great, great blessing and a bounty, remember. So it is a blessing in disguise, remember that. Allah, Jalla Wallah, looks for bahana and excuses, so we ordinary people, bandas and servants can enter Jannah those. Obviously, Iman, Islam is a prerequisite. The person must have died with Iman and Islam. Uh, Usad is a, a sister, a student of Deen. Uh, she says that Muftisab, uh, uh, you are her, her Ustad. Uh, she's currently uh, residing in Newcastle. She says that she is very, very, very happy, alhamdulillah, in her marriage. But she says, Muftisab, sometimes I feel it's too good to be true 
But I'm very happy. So far, it's five years of my marriage. Any du'as to read, Ustad, before anything bad happens, Ustad? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Every day, perform two rakat, salat, shukr. If you wake up early, three, four o'clock, the hajju time, then read specially. Ya Allah, Allah malak alhamdu kullu, walak al-shukru kullu. And you thank Allah, Jalla wala, praise Almighty Allah. You can't wake up that time, then ishraq time, 15 minutes after sunrise, read two rakat salat. Otherwise, this time, 11 o'clock, 11.15, that you read salatul duha, salatul ishraq, and so forth, 10, 11 o'clock, and then you thank Allah. Otherwise, after zuhur or after maghrib, after isha, Whatever time is convenient for you, that's one. Two, keep on reading you and your hubby. Surah 25, chapter 25, Surah Furqan, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhuriyatina qurrata a'yun. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us such spouses and such children that are the coolness of the eyes, that always you remain happy. Amin, alhamdulillah. Then you and your spouse, you must read the 99 names of all Allah daily. Even in your menses, you must read it. Chapter number 7, verse 180, 180. Ya Allah Ta'ala says, O slaves, Allah has wonderful, beautiful names, 99 names as mentioned in Bukhari, Tirmidhi, Sharif. And Allah Ta'ala is commanding us, invoke and call Almighty Allah by these 99 names. Man ahsoha dakhal al-jannah, man hafidaha dakhal al-jannah, man hafidaha dakhal al-jannah is in Bukhari, Sharif. You memorize it, the 99 wonderful, beautiful, beautiful names of Allah, you go to paradise. You look inside and you read it, then also you go into paradise. Man ahsoha, that is the intermediate. And remember that day after, sister, you make dua. Ya wadudu. Now read with me. It's first Shaban. So remember you learning this dua, first Shaban. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. Allahumma alif bayna qulubina. Marriage is not that the bodies only must meet, the hearts have to meet. There is unity of thought, both of you going in the same direction. When I look outside here in Richards Bay, wonderful, beautiful day, and a nice sunny day, and the Russians are here, the Chinese are here, South Africans are here, they're having trilateral Navy drills here. So it is a hype of activity, and remember that all this is happening. So when you travel in the plane, then sometimes you experience turbulence. So when you're married, sometimes it will happen. But you're going through the thick and the thin together. That usri and usri. The times of difficulty and the times of ease, you are together. So, ya wadud, ya wadud, Allahumma alif bayna qulubina, Allahumma aslih zata baynina. Ya Allah, always bring about reform, goodness, unity within our hearts, O Almighty Allah. Then make salam to one another, give gifts to one another occasionally, smile with one another daily, and share the same utensils. He give one another affectionate names, oh honey, oh poppy, oh darling, oh sweetheart, whatever you want, whatever the opposite party is happy with. And remember, occasionally make dua together, so then you will be enhancing your marriage, mashallah. So you want, sister, one point you made, sister, it's too good to be true. So Allah loves you, loves your husband, and that is a bonus of what will happen in the year after. فَآتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ ثَوَابَ الدُّنْيَا Allah rewards people in this world. When you go to the shop, you will find Bansela. Bansela is bonus. You buy 1,000, then 5,000, 100,000. They tell you, okay, then you're giving you a bonus. Take this, take this free of charge. So Allah is giving us health, wealth, iman, Islam, honor, everything. Bansela. وَحُسْنَ ثَوَابِ الْآخِرَةِ The optimum, maximum reward will come in the year after. So that is the fadl, the karam, the mercy, the grace, the benevolence of all. Allah Jalla Wala. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Uh, I see the sister says that, uh, Mufti Sahib, uh, we still miss you in Newcastle. My ammi's dua is that Mufti Sahib one day must return, inshallah, before departing from this dunya, uh, student of deen, Ustad.
Barakallahu feek, that is your people's husnuzan, mashallah, we are in Newcastle, you sitting there in Newcastle, Ammi sitting there before when I used to have tafsir classes, Q&A for you, then I used to sit one side, you all used to sit the other side behind the parda and the hijab and all that. So now I'm right in your bedroom, mashallah. <laughs> so that is the father, the, the grace and mercy of all, mighty Allah, jallawala. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe Ustad should just guide the sisters here in Impangani. They say that Mufti Sab, we sisters in Impangani are cooking for Mufti Sab. Uh, has arrangements been made, dear Honorable Mufti Sab Ustad? All the arrangements have been made, so don't cook anything. And remember, my host there is our Haji Ahmed Joseph Jackson, you know, <laughs> Haji Harun Jackson, his son, mashallah. I met him last night, he was here, and today we spoke also. So don't worry about cooking and everything. And if you want to send something, then you can just send it there to Haji Ahmed Joseph's place, Jackson's place, inshallah. But remember that now not 10, 20 people send something there. We got one stomach only, not five, <laughs> ten stomachs, you know. So inshallah, Allah reward you, Allah keep the muhabbat, Allah unite the ummah on the haq always, on the truth always. Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. <laughs> Somebody says I was that my mother-in-law, she is so rude, Mufti Sab, and disrespectful to me. Do I still have to have respect for her in Islam, Ustad? Remember, a sahabi came to Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and complained of his or her parents and said, my parents do this, my parents do this. He, Habibuna, Rahmatullil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was, he is, he will always be the only mercy to the entire universe in the creation is only for the Master, Alayhi Salaam, this chapter 21, Surah Anbiya, verse 107, We have not sent you, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but as a mercy to the universe, remember that. So the Master salam, told them that son, daughter, whoever, that were in Zalama, were in Zalama, were in Zalama, that even if your parents make Zulam on you and oppress you, you must still show respect. Now let's take two different scenarios. You, my sister, you are the daughter-in-law. You complaining your mother-in-law is rude to you, disrespecting you. So now you start being rude to her. You tell her nonsense all that. What will that do to your relationship vis-a-vis between you and your husband? His mother is going to complain to him. Then your relationship will turn sour and so forth and so on. Second scenario, that you keep quiet, you make dua for her. When she's in a good mood, you speak to her, you give her a gift and so forth and so on. Then she herself will say, look at what a good daughter-in-law I have and so forth. So to enhance the relationship, it's not your biological mother, but it is your husband's biological mother. So you must be the one that win the heart of your husband. So how are you going to win the heart of your husband? Maintain cordial and good ties with your mother-in-law as well. If she tells you one and you're going to tell her three, may, may, two, two, may, may, two, two, she say, I, you say, all that, that will create big problems between you and your mother-in-law, you and your husband as well. Yes, remember one point I'll always advocate, and this is exactly what Sharia says. People like, don't like, is a different thing. But this is what Islam teaches us. And we need to be very, very clear on this issue as well. So what does Islam teach us? Islam says, when you get married, then you are entitled to your separate house, your separate dwelling, your separate outbuilding, separate flat, whatever you want to call it, according to what the husband, remember, can own, maintain, and what he can own, and so forth. The rental also is fine. So you can discuss this issue with your husband when he's in a good mood, privately, not the children are there, nobody must be there, that, you know, please, you must look after your mother, she is your mother, you are the son, 
but you need your own space and your own place and your own privacy. And that is not something that you are demanding. It's something which Islam says the husband must do and should do. Mm, subhanallah. Ustad, we go to uh, Australia. Uh, I am a teacher uh, for our young girls here in Perth. So, dear Mufti Saab, can I use your tafsir program and teach it to them? But, uh, of course, I will copy word to word from your tafsir, but, of course, not exactly word to word. Anonymous sister from Perth, Ustad. MashaAllah, my sister in Perth, I think you're about six hours ahead of us, or seven hours, MashaAllah. There was a political party here in South Africa. They also died and passed away. Mm-hmm. So it was called PFP. Ah. PFP, under the apartheid regime. So when the people ask them, what's the meaning of this PFP? They say, peck for Perth. Peck for <laughs> Perth. If you don't like it, then you pack up and you go to Perth. You go to Australia. So you must remember, so that's when people tell me of Perth, then I remember that, yes, you go ahead, excellent. We sent it out to you on Sunday or Monday, Monday I sent it out, mashallah, that from Surah Fatiha right up to end of Surah Fatir, and then from Surah Yasin right up to ending of Walayli. Now currently we are busy with Surah Wattuha, chapter 93, and now we're busy with the last 22 surahs, the last lap, inshallah. Allah Jalla Wala grant us tawfiq that we can make khatmul Quran and complete the Quran Sharif this Ramadan, inshallah, al-aziz, bi fadlillahi wa rahmatihi wa judihi wa karamihi. And remember always, my sister, I don't know if you understand Urdu, but it's a wonderful, beautiful, profound sentence. Quran Shati Sharif ko khatam karna maksood nahi. Apni zindagi ko Quran Sharif me khatam karna maksood hai. To finish the Quran Sharif in your hives, in tafsir, and whatever is very good. But that's not the be all and the end all. The be all and the end all is thus that we continue, continue attaching ourselves to the noble Qur'an, the Sunnah Mubarakah, the Fiqhul Islami, the jurisprudence, the fatwas and verdicts of Islam and so forth, right till our last, last breath, and then we leave this world with the kalima la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, that is people, when they died like that, they said, I take an oath that I am on the rub, on the owner, possessor of the Kaaba, I am successful. So that should be our aim. Very good, my sister, for you, for your students, for all of us. These are the great, great, glad tidings. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu is a rawi, is a reporter, and he says that khayrukum man ta'allam al-Qur'an wa allama the best of you are those who learn the Qur'an Sharif. One is the letters, one is the meaning, one is the tafsir, the commentary. Then we propagate it, we disseminate it. So, man ta'allam al-Qur'an wa allama, and remember that the one who learns it and the one who teaches it. So, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, just the other day I was there, you understand, in our masjid in Indonesia, so one youngster, Salat had started, but he stood in the middle of the surf. Mm-hmm. So I picked him up and told him, now you stand there right in the corner. He's a youngster, seven, eight years old. So after Salat, then I went there, after I gave the hadith all and everything, and then I went to him, I kissed him on his forehead, and I told him, Beta, that always when he got questions, he come by me and he asked me questions. Also, very intelligent youngster. So I kissed him on his forehead and I told him, see, when this gap here, then you mustn't stand in a middle, you must stand there on the sides, on the flanks and so forth. So our children who are becoming hafiz, our children who are learning Quran Sharif, we must give them targhib, encouragement, that they will become, inshallah, the future, future, great, great scholars of Islam. And for you, O parents and others, they will intercede, inshallah. So you go ahead, my sister, we make intercede of Sadaqah Jariyah, you make intention of recurring charity. Allah Jalla Wala bless you Ameen. and bless your students as well. Amin, Ya Rabbul Alameen. I will be getting married next week, dear Mufti Saab. Please remember me in your du'as. Can Mufti Saab please advise on the etiquette steps of the first night when we are together, Ustad? Allah, those of you getting married this week, 
Then you're getting married next week. You're getting married in Shaban. So remember today, Wednesday, Thursday, send your invitation cards and all that to Mona Arafat, 084-786-3132. WhatsApp, 084-786-3132. So Maulana, mashallah, has a program between 10 and 10.30 on Fridays, and he will announce the nikah. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah taught us everything you will find in the Quran Sharif, in the Sunnah Mubarakah, in the teaching, preaching of the beloved Sahaba and companions, and the Awliyaullah and the four schools. That is Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah. So hence, he, Habibuna taught us, A'alinun Nikah, announce the Nikah. It's an occasion of happiness, mashallah. Our daughter is getting married, our son is getting married, mashallah. Second one, وَجْعَلُوهُ فِي الْمَسَاجِدِ Perform the nikah in the masjid, not in some hotel and civic center and all these kind of things. That type of nikah will be valid, but is devoid of barakah and blessing. That so many haram activities take place there. So that is the teaching of the Master, alayhi so now you, my sister, next week you're getting married, and you and your hubby. So before you even meet your hubby, let's start there. You know your nikah is after Zohar. I'm just giving you an example. We don't know who you are, who your husband is anyway. So this 11 o'clock after Zohar, the nikah is, for example. So when the nikah is finished, then we read the dua. Barakallahu lak. The men will meet the groom and the women will meet the bride. Allah give you barakah and blessing from all directions. And Allah will keep both of you, husband and wife, remember in khair and goodness forever and ever. You together on this earth and inshallah in Jannah and paradise, Jannah those also you are together. See what a beautiful dua mentioned in Abu Dawood. Now you alone. So what we call this, Maulana, you know now what mm-hmm. we call it? Ten recipes. Mm. Because the ladies, they like recipes. They're busy with their <laughs> recipes now for Ramadan. But the load shedding is troubling them. So you must remember, last night we came here to the place, load shedding. This morning after Fajr, I had program till Ishraq, we came here, load shedding. Say, mashallah, here also barkati barkat of load shedding, you see. So anyway, let's carry on. So now you, my sister, you're busy now with the recipes, samosas, bajja, spring rolls, and Allah alone knows, you know, you ladies. So let's go on with the 10 recipes. So you must count now, sister. More on count also. Jesus. Number one, you're going to read salat. So husband in front, husband will give the iqama and the wife at the back, not next to the husband. Then the husband won't be praying P-R-A-Y. It will be P-R-E-Y, you see. So you must then, husband in front, wife behind him. I read Salat yesterday, so Salat at the airport. I give Azan, I give Iqama, I'm the Imam and my wife behind me. Yesterday, as all the time there, the airport over Tambo Airport. Then we left for here for Richard Bay with Allah's help, Allah's mercy. So Richard Bay Airport is a Barkati Airport, you know. Hmm. That, that, you must remember, you know where all the luggage comes out and so forth. So only two, two, three tea bags can come out at a time. So then the people must take that one out and then the next one and the next one and next one. So I see very small airport, but to the Barkat there also, mashallah. At least our luggage came safe, we came safe. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Okay, now let's carry on. So the husband in front, the wife at the back. So that is one sunnah, hadith, musannaf, ibn Abi Shaiba. You read loudly. So learn some nice surahs. You don't have to read long, long surahs. Surah Yasin, Surah Mulk, Surah Tabarak. You read wal asri inna atina. After Surah Fatiha, obviously, in both accounts. Number two, you gave the mahar to your wife, the Kruger coin or the jewelry or whatever. So give her some cash or honey, take the money. So like that you tell her, inshallah. And remember that if you gave money, then you give her some chocolate, you give her some jewelry, ring, whatever. Whatever you want to. Hadith in Muslim Ahmad, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, gave mal to Siddiqah, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. 
Third one, husband, wife, you must sprinkle water. Hadith, Musannaf, Abdul Razak. So you, husband, I'm reading for you now. You blow and you read on your wife and then you sprinkle the water, blow on her. Allahumma inni as'aluka khayraha wa khayra ma fiha wa a'udhu bika min sharriha wa sharri ma fiha. You see the car. Sometimes the temperature goes very, very high. So it needs the radiator to cool things down. So Islam says sometimes the husband short fuse, you know. Sometimes the wife short fuse. So we cool everything down, the radiator, you see. So now husband says, Ya Allah, whatever good qualities this lady has, you give her, give me, we share it. Whatever weaknesses she has, Ya Allah, protect her, protect me, Ya Allah. Same thing the wife will do for the husband, sprinkle some water on him, okay, on his forehead, on his head. So in that way, they both parties will do. So we first got salat, then we got the gift, then we got the sprinkling of the water, blowing and so forth. Fourth one, before you become intimate with one another, so remember you read the dua. And this is not only for first night. Whenever you go to your wife, whenever wife you go to your husband. So if today the wife, you must remember, they seduce the husband also. Yeah. Husband is half asleep, the wife says, hey, come here. So it's good also. So she seduces him. So before that, you can't just make it and run business. So you must read the dua mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Allahumma jannibna shaitan. Ya Allah, put Satan, Lucifer, shaitan far, far away from us, husband, wife. Wa jannibi shaitan ma zaktana. Ya Allah, put Satan, shaitan far, far away from us. And our children. Now you're asking for your progeny and children. So four. And then six, to maintain, sustain the glitter. Marriage, bed of roses. Otherwise, things go topsy-turvy, then bed of thorns. Remember that. So you want that shine, that glitter, not like the non-Muslim. They come here, Richards Bay, they come here, Impengeni, Margate, and all those places, you understood, or North Coast, Lalusha, and all that, or Muslanga. And they say they go for honeymoon to Maldives, Mauritius, and all the Malawi, or wherever, Mauritius. So when they come back, the honey is missing and the moon is missing. No, we want to keep everything intact. So what you're going to do? Make salam with one another. So make salam. You stay in the house, the house must become a home, the home must become Dar salam Home of peace, tranquility, serenity. Then number two, give gifts to one another. Husband, don't wait for your wife to ask. That, oh, my poppy, my darling, take this, I brought for you. Sometimes money, sometimes sweet, sometimes chocolate, sometimes shoes, whatever she likes, so you give that. So, you're living together, so sometimes there will be misunderstanding. It will remove the malice, rancor, and hatred, so that is it. Then the next one, you must smile with one another. Today, people want to smile with the air hostess and the lady in the post office. The post office also are passing away now. So anyway, you know South Africa, how things are. So people want to smile with other people's wife. They don't want to smile with their own wife. Then the next one, that you share the same utensils. Remember that. Same glass, same cup, same plate. If Muhammad may izafa, then it will bring about more love and affection. Thereafter, keep affectionate names for one another. Thereafter, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhuriyatina qurata ayun make dua together. Then, Asma'ul Husna, Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud. These are the ten recipes for the woman, ten prescriptions for the man, and inshallah, your marriage will be solid as a rock with the help and mercy of Allah. Sometimes, Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan will come with negative thoughts. Yeah, your wife said this, she did this, husband did this. Whenever negativity comes in, give one vaccine. Nazgun means that vaccine from Satan. Then say, from Shaitan, he wants to cause problems. Say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, chapter 7, verse 200. Everything you will find in the Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah. So you got it, my sister? 
your 10 recipes. Mm. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Well, it's exactly now uh, 16 uh, minutes, uh, sorry about that, 18 minutes uh, to 12. Uh, you are tuning to the bliss of marriage. We go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with our beloved, honorable, respected for the Yilatul Ustad. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Ustad, there's, a, there's a, a brother wants to know that uh, my two wives are both fighting with each other, dear Mufti AK. How do I make some money then, Ustad? Anonymous. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My brother, you say both wives are fighting with one another, but you didn't tell us for what they are fighting. They're mm. fighting for the good things or the bad things. Are they fighting that no, that they must have proper justice? Then that is right. Both of them are right then. Or are they fighting that one says you must give me more money and the other one says no, don't give her more money. So if one is the first wife, she got three, four children and the other one is a new wife, she only has one child or no children. So the first wife is right. She must be given more money because remember that she's old, old is gold, her expenses are more. She has three, three, three four children. The new one doesn't have a child or she only has one child. Third scenario, you must remember, the one wife said, you took the first wife to Mauritius, so you have to take me to Mauritius. You told her, no, my puppy, I'll take you to Maldives. So this, so all that is permissible. Main thing, you must be the diplomat, husband. So you must be the one to keep both of them happy. You see, I had one friend. I still my friend. So they in Port Elizabeth. So now he got two wives. So he says, when I go for shopping, then one wife on my right, one wife on my left, and I whisper in the right one's ear, I tell her, my darling, when I press your hand more, you must know I love you more. Then he whispers in the left hand, the left side wife, you know, the wife on the left side. So he whispers and says, when I press your hand, then you must know I love you more. So he presses both hands, you understand? Mm-hmm. Right and left. So they're both thinking, wah, wah, what a good husband. But they don't know that he's pressing both. Then they also are also, you know, woman, mashallah. So they love him so much that this one put one sugar, that one put one sugar, this one put two teaspoons sugar, other one. So he ended up with diabetes also. So you must remember this kind of thing. So sometimes too much love also causes a lot of problems. Hmm. When we were in school in the 60s, they used to tell us love is blind. That also they stole from Islam and they stole half the story. He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the hadith in Mishka Sharif that when you love somebody, you love something, then it makes you deaf and it makes you blind. You don't want to hear the truth, you don't want to see the truth because you so madly, they even make mud, M-A-D, <laughs> and madly also M-A-D. So they make a mud and they go mad. So they're madly in love with that person, you see? So it just depends what they're fighting about, my brother. So you must be the diplomat between them. Mm-hmm. I see the listener says, uh, uh, move this up, our dams are full, full. And my husband refuses to bath every day, saying that we must, we must save water. How do I reason with him who start anonymous? No, what your husband is saying is haram. Remember that if it's husband-wife relationship, then it's compulsory to take a gusal. Look at the glory, the beauty, the style, the diction of the noble Quran. When you are in the state of ceremonial impurity, you are in need of a first gusal, then Quran didn't just say make gusal, he said fatwaharu. The more letters and syllables there are in a word, the greater the emphasis and greater the meaning it will be, the more emphatic the meaning would be. So you must take a proper first gusal, compulsory gusal. And Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu hadith in Tirmidhi, Inna Allah nazifun yuhibbun nazafa, verily all Allah is very, very clean and Allah loves cleanliness. 
So what your husband is doing is totally unethical, un-Islamic, remember. So tell him he mustn't use the shower, there's the bucket, there's the small, you know, that can, and he must use that, but he must take a shower every day. How the wife will feel when you want to go to her, kiss her, touch her, but you yourself, you are smelling, perspiring, and so forth. So you must wake up, my brother, you understood? That you must win the heart of your wife. You can't be there so frightened and lazy to use water and so forth. So yeah, I'm batting twice a day here. Yesterday I came here, I told them first thing I'll take a shower. And remember, because Durban and there's Richards Bay and all these places, a lot of humidity. So then you can fire on all cylinders, you must remember that. So you must be speak and spin, my brother. That is what Islam teaches us. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So Ustad, what happens uh, with the daughter-in-law that doesn't live with her mother-in-law? And the mother-in-law that intervenes, uh, Ustad, anonymous. So remember what they mean by intervene. Do they mean interferes? That she is staying separate, but yet she wants to dictate terms to the daughter-in-law. Do this, do this. Leave them, Kala. So let them live their lead their lives. You must you must go visit them once a month. Your daughter-in-law, you must go visit your mother-in-law once a month, once in fortnight or two weeks. Take a nice gift and present. If you, you know, once in a while, take some nice cakes, some chocolates, whatever, what they will need. They get visitors and so forth and so on. Love and let love. Mm. Don't poke your nose in other people's business and interfere. You go to your mother-in-law's house and say, Kala, Aik Parda Haruni Male, that those curtains are not right. And she comes to your house and tells you, you don't have brains also. That can't you see that this pot is not right and this pressure cooker is not right. What you want to speak all these kind of things? What you want to tell her about her curtain? Just leave. Stay happy, you happy, finish. Yes, if you really, you are got feeling for her with love, with diplomacy, and that you teach her something. See, Poiri, that Ramadan Mubarak is coming. My son, he loves this and this and so forth. This is, you must make it like this, make it like this. So that's fine. But then the daughter-in-law will know that you are doing it out of the love for her and your son. But that is not the way we do today. Both parties, whether it's daughter-in-law or mother-in-law, we want to rectify, but not with the intention of rectification. Our intention is to run down the daughter-in-law or to run down the mother-in-law. So that is karabari, we call it. You understand? That is not right Islamically. <laughs> that Islamically, your aim must be sulaha and islah, that you want to enhance their relationship, not go let their, that their relationship must deteriorate and go from bad to worse. So always remember these things here. Yeah. Love and let love, you must <laughs> remember that. Subhanallah, subhanallah. I've been following uh, your radio station since Merkaz started, Ustad. But my husband, he is so arrogant. He just doesn't want to take my advice, uh, take any advice from you all, Ustad. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. We say, Allah malaka shukru kullu, walaka alhamdu kullu. I remember very, very well. It was a Thursday and it was the 26th of Rajab. You must remember five years ago, we were in Trikhat by Moana Ismail Osman's place. My niece is there, my sister is there. So I told the team that I will make the dua from there. It was Layla to Jumu'ah, the night of Friday. And that Friday, our first Jummah live, we heard from Carolina, Dr. Gina, Dr. Mahmoud Gina, he assisted us, mashallah, they set everything up. So alhamdulillah, we five years in, in existence, Allah ta'ala kabul farmai. And obviously, we made mistakes, obviously, we have shortcomings, all that, we beg all Allah for forgiveness. You are benefiting, even now you are listening, but your husband doesn't want to. So you must make dua. What dua you must make? You must make this dua. Allahumma arinal haqqa haqqa wa zuqdatibaa. Ya Allah, show us what is the truth and give us the ability that we follow the truth. Allahumma arinal batila batila wa zuqdatibaa. Ya Allah, you can read Allahumma arina, the second one, or just wa arina, both is fine. So Ya Allah, show us the batil and the falsehood and let us abstain and refrain from it, start Ta'alim in your house. 
So the way you have posed the question, I'm answering according to that. You want to embrace the truth and so forth, but he does not want to accept the truth. Why? Because of his arrogance and pride. So that's exactly what the Biyadi Salam said. Malkibru ya Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What is pride and arrogance? The Master Salam said, "Batarul Haq." That the truth comes to you, but you reject it. <laughs> and why you reject it? nas. The people who are telling you what you're doing is wrong, you consider them inferior, and you consider yourself superior. Who the hell are they to come and tell me? That's the exact definition of pride said and mentioned by the master. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam opened Mishkat Sharif. Second one, you must remember that your husband maybe is aligned with some group, some organization. So you can't have blind following in Islam. Mm. You must follow the truth. Remember that. Sahabi came, Hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Babul Asabiya, the chapter on partisanship. He said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I love my people. Is that a problem? Call Allah. No. I say, I'm a South African. I love South Africans. Is that a problem? No. I say, I'm an Indian. I love Indians. Is that a problem? No. I say, I'm a Maiman and I love Maimans. Is that a problem? No. So, Mala Asabiyyatu Ya Rasulullah. What is the partisanship? Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you know they're wrong, but yet you're assisting them. So you know ABC, they did wrong. You say, no, they did right. Because they're your cousin, because they're your family, because they're your friends. So that is such a serious crime. The hadith I quoted now in Mishkat Sharif. And when you go ahead, then go open the marasil of Imam Abu Dawood. When a person just follows blindly and you want to help the people, the organization or whoever, that with your blind following, that on the falsehood also, so the amount of asabiya partisanship that person has, that amount of iman is expunged and removed from the heart of that person. Did you hear carefully what I said? <laughs> Habibuna said, the amount of asabiya that we are biased, prejudiced against the truth, we're following the battle. So if it's 20%, then 20%. If it's 50%, then 50%. If it's 80%, then 80%. Allah Jalla removes the iman of that person <laughs> according to the amount of the asub and asabiya and partisanship and all that unholy alliance that he has with people. The hadith in the marasil of Imam Abu Dawood. Think properly what we are doing. Sometimes we dig our own grave because of our blind following and arrogance and pride. See, Iblis, he refused Allah. He rejected and defied the command of Allah. Then was Takbara. He was too proud. He even said, Ana min. I'm superior. I'm better to Adam. He even cited and gave proof. You, Allah, you created me from fire. Fire, the flame goes upwards. You created him, Nabi Adam, from sand and dust and clay. It remains on the ground. So imagine the defiance, the pride, then what happens? Get out from here. You expel from here. Never will you see Jannah again. For Satan, Lucifer, you say he was expelled. For Nabi Adam, say the Hawa, you never use that word. You say they were transferred from Jannah here into this world. See how you must. Mokai Shanasi, Mardam Shanasi. Always look at occasion and see to whom you are speaking, about whom you are speaking. So the same thing, Allah Ta'ala send them out. But Satan, Lucifer, get out, you expelled. Never will you see Jannah because his pride and defiance. <laughs> and Nabi Adam, salam, he cried to Allah, Sayyidah Hawa, cried to Allah, Qala Rabbana Zanamna Anfusana Wailam Tawfillana Watarahamna Lanakunanna Minal Khasirid Ambiya Prophets and Messengers Amasu. 
that he forgot about the prohibition. So there's no sin, obviously, and there's divine protection to protect the prophets and messengers who are selected by Allah, not elected by people. So Allah transferred him, that now, mind you, saw Jannah, you go in the world and explain to the people about Islam, then you come back, you will go back to Jannah. So that is how you must explain it. So we must always know we have to follow We have to follow the truth. But the problem is the truth is better. Invite one another towards the truth. Then people will condemn you, criticize you. Exhort one another, invite one another towards patience. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I've told Abu Dhar radiallahu an, authentic hadith, Musa Ahmad, Speak the truth, even though the truth is better. Last question, Mona. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah. Somebody says, Ustaz, that uh, is it right to shout at my deaf wife as she can't hear? Ustaz. So what's the benefit of shouting? You're just aggravating the situation and you can get frustrated and so forth. You're telling the blind person, turn right, turn left. But how that person knows what is right and left when they're blind? So now you're shouting and screaming and so forth. So there's no need for that. Today you get what you call hearing aid. You get different, different one. You get the cheap one. You get the expensive one. You get those that are over 100,000, 200,000. So obviously that you can't afford that is very expensive. So just get the hearing aid. And then, mashallah, you speak to your wife and all that nicely without shouting and screaming. And then you also will lead a relaxed life and you won't be going overboard. You will be totally relaxed, inshallah, Aziz. Ustad, we leave it there, inshallah. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept you. Ustad, any announcements from your side? See, inshallah, Aziz, we're continuing today with Surah Wattuha, and today, mashallah, is verses 7 and 8, inshallah, between 105 and 130. And remember, tonight, between Maghrib and Isha, we will be there in Impangani, and we should be there in Impangani before Asr, and our host there is Brother Haji Ahmad Joseph Jackson. Allah Jalla reward him and his family, and we must thank, mashallah, our Hafiz Wadi and our brother Muhammad Salim Asmal and Dawood Mundi and all of them. They're all helping, assisting us in our Shaban tour here in the Tel. Barakallahu feek, jazakallahu khairan to you, Maulana. And all our listeners, once again, we apologize that, you know, sometimes the gremlins come and all the technical problems. Allah let the sun rise every day, sunset every day. Human beings, there must be some mix-up somewhere. So that's why Allah is showing us that my thing is always perfect what I do. What you do, always there will be limitations. Always take that lesson. Allah Jalla Wala accept us all for his deed. Barakallahu fiqh. Inshallah, send me the podcast and we'll send it out in the afternoon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are.